Common Knowledge Podcast. Just a man doing the best he can with what he got. And Bill Cosby out. Um, in a stunning decision, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decided to let Bill Cosby out on a technicality. All right, taken from the CNN story, Bill Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction, saying the disgraced actor's due process rights were violated. The stunning decision in the case of the man once known as America's dad reversed the first high-profile celebrity criminal trial of the Me Too era. The panel of Pennsylvania State Supreme Court judges said, in their opinion, that the former Montgomery County District Attorney's decision not to prosecute Cosby in 2005 in return for his deposition in the civil case was ultimately used against him in the trial. In light of these circumstances, the subsequent decision by successor DA to prosecute Bill Cosby's violated Bill Cosby's due process rights the judges wrote. So basically what happened was in 2005, the former DA was like, yo, Bill, we heard some um, damning information about you. We want you to come in and do a deposition. And they made a deal and Bill was like, yo, I'll tell you everything I know, man, but I basically need like a proper deal. So if I tell you everything, you can't convict me for it. And they were like, all right, Bill, we just want to get to the bottom of it. We know you're a great guy. Bam, bam, bam. Let's go ahead and get it over with. So Bill came in there and was like, yo, I'll be out here raping folks. Yeah, I be using drugs. That's what I do. But since he said it under that deal, which I don't know if they got it in writing, but since he got it under that deal, bam, nothing he said could be used against him. Nothing he said in 2005 could be used against him. So as I see it and as I've been reading it, had they not used the information in 2005 in that deposition in the case, homie still be in jail right now. It's just because they used that 2005 information that they put under that quote-unquote proper, de- proper deal where they're not supposed to use the thing against them. Bam, he's out because they broke the rules. It's kind of like an OJ when the homie Mark Furman planted that evidence. At that point, psh, it's all over. The system failed. So, yeah, dude should be out. And I'm not going to lie. I agree. When the system fails, then you should let somebody out. You got to hold the system to a higher standard, right? It can't just be like, yo, I'm going to convict this guy because I can convict this guy. Now, Bill Cosby is a monster. He's a serial rapist. This has been known for a long time. In Hollywood, the Hollywood circles, people have been telling stories. Dude is a monster. But that's not what this is about. This is not about the stuff he did. This is about the justice system failing to do their job. And because they failed to do their job, yeah, you got to let dude out. Now, what this ain't, though, what this is not, it ain't the black kumbaya we should overcome moment. This ain't it, man. This ain't the, oh, man, the justice system finally is working for one of us. That, this ain't what this is, man. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is basically a rich dude who had some great lawyers who took the time out to get dude off. This wasn't a grave injustice done. If you want to talk about grave injustices being done, go to Google, look up Kevin Strickland, a 62-year-old man in Missouri who spent 43 years in prison and still is behind bars. 
prosecutors said, hey, yo, we wrongly convicted him for three murders. Still behind bars right now. That's a grave injustice. It ain't Bill Cosby. Like, if you want to come out here and fight and say, man, the, the system is wrong and the system is wrongly, wrongly convicting black men, yeah, use Kevin Strickland. Don't use Bill Cosby. That ain't your guy. Kevin Strickland was 18 years old. They took away the man's whole life for a murder that he did not commit. 43 years of the man's life gone. And he's still in jail. Still in jail right now. Because Missouri's sorry-ass governor won't pardon his ass. That's injustice. That's what injustice looks like. It's not the dude who out here serial raping people. And look, I know Bill Cosby has done some great things for the black community. He probably has done more for the black community than I ever, ever could do. You could do great things for the black community and still be a monster. And this was the case here. And one of the real problems I've always had with Bill Cosby is because people always use him as a moral cudgel to downplay stuff us hip-hop guys were doing. So, the whole sagging pants thing, right? Pull your pants up. That's not respectable. Yo, that can be your personal opinion, man. But Bill Cosby was always used to tear us down. Also, whoa, why y'all cussing in your raps? The Dr. Bill Cosby said, this was always used to me. Like, my white friends would always say, oh, the Dr. Bill Cosby said, any rapper that rap is not helping the black community. And the contradiction was so real because Bill Cosby used to do filthy comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look it up. Bill Cosby used to cuss and do everything in his comedy before he went clean. But since you went clean, now you're going to denigrate the younger generation? Nah, bro. Nah. You're going to tell me to pull my pants up, but you out here raping people? Come on, bro. And I hate how this is being positioned, man. You know, because of this Me Too era conviction, you got... People out here wondering what's going to happen to Harvey Weinstein. And let me tell you right now, guys, the Me Too era was needed. Men were taking advantage of women. It was the whole power politics play. That was happening. It wasn't like these men were targeted for no damn reason. They was out here lording their power and taking advantage of women. And because of time restraints and sometimes technicalities, a lot of them got off. But it was needed. Now, do I personally think the Me Too movement have went off the rails? At certain points, yes. There needs to be a course correction, but that's with anything. But what we're not going to do is pretend like the Me Too era wasn't needed. And a lot of these guys wasn't out of line. So if you're using this whole Bill Cosby technicality, I'm out now, as a reason to denigrate the whole Me Too movement. Yeah, I think that says a whole lot about where your head's at. Yo, what's up, DJ L Spade, Common Knowledge Podcast. If you like my podcast, maybe you'll like my music too. I humbly ask that you go listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or other music streaming service providers. Thank you. Yo, look like we're moving on with the Corona Olympics. Full steam ahead. The train has left the station. The train's on fire. Missing a few rails. Probably going to barrel into the people, causing a great number of uh, civilian casualties. But whatever, man. Olympics. Yay. 
And as we get to the Olympics, man, right now we're in the trials and there's been a lot of controversy already in the Olympic trials in America, most notably with Shakari Richardson and Gwen Berry. All right, so first let's look at uh, Miss uh, Shakari Richardson. And taking from the Washington Post story, American sprinting champion Shakari Richardson apologized for her positive marijuana test that would prevent her from running her signature event at the Tokyo Olympics, saying in a Today Show interview, Friday, that she used marijuana at the U.S. Olympic trials to cope with the discovery her biological mother had died and the pressures to meet expectations. Richardson emphasized that she never used performance-enhancing drugs and expressed confidence that she would rebound for a future Olympics and accepted fault. During an interview at the trials, Richardson said a reporter informed her that her biological mother had died recently. She said the revelation along with the pressure to make her first Olympic team led to her decision to ingest marijuana. To hear that information coming from a complete stranger, it was definitely staggering, Richardson said. And this is a terrible situation to be in. You're already in a high-pressure situation where, like, a lot of people will fold under the pressure. And then just on top of that, you got a complete stranger telling you that your mother had died. So I can totally understand going to marijuana I mean, that's what marijuana is used for, for a lot of people. It's a medication to ease anxiety. So I can totally understand her doing that. And this is an all-around sucky situation. Not only did you find out from a stranger that your mom died, but now you're getting suspended. You can't even run for the race you did in spite of. Come on, man. It's a lot to deal with. But unpopular take coming here. Them's the rules. Do I think the rules are stupid? Sure do. Do I think they're antiquated and out of date? Yep. But them's the rules. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. In all these cases, pro athletes know when the drug tests are coming. Before she ran the race, she knew there was going to be a drug test after. You had knowledge of that. So I understand the pressure and the pain. I totally understand it. But then you're asking the whole IOC to make an exception for one person because of the circumstance. And I hope they make an exception, but if they don't, I kind of understand too. And a lot of people are trying to compare this to the Michael Phelps. Well, Michael Phelps didn't get that. Well, Michael Phelps didn't get caught with marijuana. If you recall, Michael Phelps only got caught with a picture of a bong and he lost endorsements and he also got suspended for three months. And I hope they make an exception for Ms. Richardson, but if they don't, once again, I understand. It's a dumb standard. It's a ridiculous standard, but those are the standards. And once again, this shit sucks, man. It sucks. And my heart goes out to her, man. And I know she's going to rebound for future Olympics. This is only just a blip. This is not the end of the story. I know marijuana is legal in damn near half the states in the union. If I'm not mistaken, at least 20 states, marijuana is legal. And it seems stupid to suspend her for something that's legal, which goes to like, Look, you want to be honest, I feel like you should let out anybody prosecuted for the sale of marijuana or for the use of marijuana, you should let them out of jail right right now. So I get it. But once again, those are the rules. What we need to do is just change the rules right now. And this needs to be a, a stepping stone, a starter for that. And you got uh, some um, powerful people in Congress that's lobbying for the anti-doping committee to uh, make an exception for this. And I hope they do. But once again, I don't know how far they're going to get because, you know, that's the rule they made. <clears throat> now, what is totally stupid and makes no damn sense is the Gwen Berry situation. Like people who criticizing her. Oh, go kill yourself, please. So basically what happened is Miss Berry was on the podium to receive her medal. And then the national anthem came on 
and she turned her back to the flat. And cue the outrage from all the conservatives. Oh my God, the dad is back in the flag. Oh, she should be removed from the Olympics team. Oh, oh my God. Most notably, Dan Crenshaw, a Republican for Texas, and the Congress is saying, yo, she should be removed from the Olympics because baseline, she should be able to turn to the, to the flag. And yo, look, I'm not going to sit here and slander Mr. Crenshaw for his thoughts and his opinions because, yo, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. And, you know, he did uh, chastise Republicans about the January 6th riots in line to all the Trump supporters. So I give him props on that. However, man, you dead ass wrong on this one, Danny boy. And that position is dumb as hell. Like you are a Navy SEAL. You in the military, like myself. We fought so people could have the rights that Miss Barry just displayed. And the only deliberating body that could do so is the USOPC. And they decided in December that athletes who peacefully protest for the Tokyo Olympics would not be punished. So, them's the rules, my guy. The rules say that you can protest. I mean, you can think it's disrespectful. You can hate it. That's your right, my guy. However, she didn't break no damn rules. And y'all gotta stop leaning on this disrespecting the flag shit because y'all don't really believe that. I'm talking about as a whole, because if you really study flag code, you know that you shouldn't have the flag on any printable item. So all those damn USA bikinis and shorts I see, you're disrespecting the flag. And if you really thought respecting the flag was a big ass deal, then you would outlaw the Confederate flag. But nah, y'all really don't care. You don't give a damn. It ain't the flag that you have an issue with. It's the people protesting. And y'all should just say that. Just be honest. Just be like, look, I don't like what these folks are protesting for. I don't think police brutality and systematic racism is a thing. So because I don't think it's a thing, I hate the protest. Say that. It ain't the flag. Stop hiding. Fox News especially has a bad habit of just covering up what you really are thinking. And, oh God, Fox News had this North Korean defector lady, uh, Yomin Park, speak on Gwen Berry's protest. And God bless our heart. I'm glad you got away from North Korea, but your views are just totally stupid. You, you know what? Matter of fact, I just let y'all hear for y'all self. And let's break it down point by point. Miss Parks. So when I was watching that, if she did the exact same thing at this very moment, if she was a North Korean, not only herself going to be executed, I mean, including eight generations of her family going to be sent to political prison camp and execution. So the fact that she's going there and refusing to represent this tolerant, the land of the free, is unthinkable. First point, this ain't North Korea. Yes, that's the beauty of it. We're our Americans. We can protest. That's our right. So that's her right to do that. So you saying if she was in North Korea, she would get killed. It's the exact point why you left North Korea. What are you talking about? That's the point, Miss Park. You was under a fascist dictatorship. A fascist dictatorship that didn't allow you to protest peacefully, that didn't allow you to dissent against the government, that didn't afford you rights. You are an American now. You defected. And in this country, we have the right to protest peacefully. That's our rights as Americans. And let me tell you something. Black Americans are just as much Americans as anybody else. So if we see something in the system we don't like, it is our right to protest. And you as an American need to get that through your head. 
You're literally saying, black people, North Korea is so damn bad, don't enjoy the rights and liberties of your country by protesting peacefully. Sit down, shut up, don't get active in the political system, don't do anything. Because it's bad in North Korea. But Ms. Parks continues. So her point is, well, America had slavery in the third verse of the national anthem. Uh, she feels refers to slavery. That's what she was saying. I mean, I was a slave. I was sold in China in 2007 as a child at 13 years old. The people actually going slavery under Chinese Communist Party in North Korea. There is actual injustice, and the fact that she is complaining about this country, the most tolerant country, she doesn't really understand, I think, history. Yo, it was terrible you were sold into slavery in China. But this is some shitty-ass whataboutism. So America needs to learn all the history about what happened in North Korea and China. You know what? On the world stage, we should. But your ass should learn about all the systematic oppression facing black people. You gonna tell Miss Barry she need to learn your history when you ain't learned her history? Yo, why isn't the converse always true? It's only when black people get politically active that all this whataboutism pops up. Nobody uses this for other arguments. White men, stop wanting better paying jobs because it's bad in North Korea. I was a slave. So stop fighting for equality? Stop trying to change the political landscape? Stop exercising the rights in a free country? Because this lady was from a country that wasn't? Once again, just say what you mean. Just say, I don't think black people should be protesting against systematic racism and economic equality because I don't think that's a thing. I don't think it's real. So no, you need to learn history. Learn more American history because if you knew American history, that dumb shit would have never came out your mouth. It never ceases to amaze me how much Americans will forget American tendencies. Seriously, you like to tell all this freedom that Americans have, but then when somebody does something that you don't like, fascism, it's always a default. It's always a default. I find it amazing. So you got one Olympian getting kicked out for some dumbass, antiquated, old-ass rules, and y'all trying to kick another Olympian out because she won't follow y'all fascist rules. I don't know. Maybe as a country, we should all just pull out the Olympics till we, you know, we get our shit together. Just a thought. Uh, guess I'll talk about this. So I made a post on Facebook and I asked, why is Kevin Samuels a thing? And where are you finding these women to call in this show? And oh boy, I got a bunch of DMs from a lot of angry incel men telling me that Kevin Samuels was the truth. I actually got in an argument with a guy on my Facebook timeline and I actually offered him to be on the show, but he never got back with me. So I guess he just, you know, bitched out on that one. But I actually offered, I was going to debate and tell him he wanted to know my, my reasons for not liking Kevin Samuels. And I was like, dude, I don't feel like explaining it to you. He's like, no, you should explain why you hate Kevin Samuels. Cause you're a hater. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, ah, all right, whatever, dude, you want to come on my show? crickets then i got dms from women and like a lot of people in um black community groups around japan was like yo what's the problem with kevin samuels wait marcus why don't you explain and yo since i got a lot of messages bet i'll explain my personal problems with kevin samuels now first let me say this i really don't have a problem with kevin samuels himself I think his show is entertaining. 
And I also think there's a need to address how we look at relationships in 2021 on out. I think there's a need for that. The way he produces content and throw it out there, man, the man found his target market, micro-targeted him, and got into the algorithm and start pumping out that content. Now, what I don't like is you people. Yeah, yeah, you people elevating this man to Messiah-like levels. I don't like y'all. Dude doing his thing. But y'all taking this man's word as the gospel. And I had to get advice from my homie India Dean on this one, man. I had to get, like, the advice from a black woman on this to make sure I wasn't looking at this wrong. And no, no, it's you people. Y'all actually falling for a dude who's just sitting there talking bad about black women. That's his hosties. I'm going to talk bad about black women. And I know some of y'all right now are going to hit me with, no, Kevin Samuel just don't talk about black women. He also took about men. He owed me. Okay, now, let's go to this page and look at all the damn videos he has. Do modern women envy men? Modern women beware. Modern women are afraid of relationships. Modern women scared of their daughters. Modern women raise single women and wives. Are modern women really happy? What are modern women getting wrong? About power. Model claims men are shitty in these days. Oh, here's a one for about a guy. Do modern men have problems with the P? Yo, the man's whole get down is trashing women. And if we're going to be honest, it's trashing black women. That's the market. Yeah, he got like two videos targeting dudes. But his market talking about women. So a lot of you incel dudes can't get no pussy. This is this is y'all thing. Y'all looking for somebody to blame. And yo, a lot of women will listen to this too because they so eager for a relationship. And if every guy saying they the problem, some of them may believe it. But once again, this ain't based in scientific fact. This is one dude opinion. Like I said, it's your right to listen to him, man. But I, I just don't like the one size fit all monolithic view of black relationships. I don't think getting married is just the cure-all and be-all for all the situations plaguing the black community. Like, most of this man's show is based on telling young women that they need to get married. And, look, once again, there's an honest discussion to be had about a relationship in the year our Lord 2021, but let's be honest, dude. It changed because the situations changed. I'll say this again, like I always say. Marriage was never about love. It was about possessing. Women could not work. They had no opportunity, so they had to get married to be taken care of. Now the paradigm has shifted, and women are not property no more. Think about it. In most cases, the woman has to give up her name and take the man's name. Why? To show that she belongs to that man. Now, the most liberal among you may say, oh, that's to show that we're becoming one, a union is one. I ain't never seen a man take a woman's name. Why not? I don't think marriage is it. And why do black folks always go to people outside of therapists for relationship advice? There's a whole cottage industry on people who want relationships going to people with failed relationships. Derek Jackson, Steve Harvey, Kevin Samuels all got failed relationships, but y'all eat everything they say up. It's the good old hypocrite mentality. Hey, man, do as I say, not as I do. If you listen to me, you'll be better off. I can't do what I say, dude. But hey, if you listen to me, 
You're going to be okay. Now, let's get into the weeds of this. If you go by Mr. Samuel's definition of a high-value man, uh, that's a man who has the ability to earn at least uh, 10000 monthly, um, has the potential to earn 10000 monthly over five years, uh, has a network, and has a position in society, right? That is a totally capitalistic way and unrealistic way of looking at relationships. It doesn't take in account any of the untangibles, right? So if you're looking at high value through that lens, that means Bill Cosby, the serial rapist, he's a high value guy. Roman Polanski, that's a high value guy. Uh, Donald Trump, definitely a high value guy. So this is an unrealistic pattern. Now, there's something to be said about like having your finances in order and analyzing your earning potentials. But when you're talking about like looking at that for a relationship, I think that's stupid. That's that's not it for me personally. Once again, if you think so, cool. I disagree with that. I hate the misogynistic way he talks to our black women. His show is based on the insecurity of black women. He has marketed his show to a bunch of incel dudes who can't get pussy and need somebody to blame. And let's not forget about the other half of argumentative women who just can't shut the hell up and let dude fade away and feel like y'all got to explain every point to a dude who only has half a resume. Dude ain't got no therapist degree. Dude ain't legally licensed to give no kind of fucking relationship advice. But y'all guys eating up his word. In most cases, the only thing dude knows your height, weight, and your dress size, and half the story. And y'all sit up here and let this man denigrate black women, and y'all know good goddamn well if a white man talk to a black woman like that, y'all be on his ass. But I post that something from Kevin Samuels, because he's speaking the truth. This man got a point scale system. Some shit I stopped doing when I was in high school, bruh. I stopped raking women on point scales. You know why? Because everybody got a different idea of what beauty is. Based on his scale. So if you don't hit an eight on his scale, then you need to settle for an average dude or a dude less than average. Now, there is a real discussion to be had about like, yo, realistic expectations and what you should look for in a man and putting like unfair pressure on there. But look, dog, your eight and my eight ain't the same eight. Matter of fact, I got a frat brother who like him big. Like he like him super thick. So is my frat brother not a real man because he's not going by the Kevin Samuel scale of beauty? And not to mention he's using the white Anglo-Saxon scale of beauty? Y'all so pro-black, but yo, y'all going by the white man's standards of beauty? Fuck wrong with y'all. But I get it because it's entertaining. And that's what it is. It's entertainment, people. It ain't the gospel. It's y'all taking due word as the gospel. Like, this is what black folks should be doing. No, just shut the hell up and enjoy the show. And look, dude, I get it. American Idol. Simon Cowell can't sing, but yo, he is hard on them goddamn contestants, and it's fun. We look at that, yay! But really, he's just being an asshole. And let's be honest, we like watching assholes. Stuff we won't say in public to somebody's face from fear of getting our ass kicked, we like watching other folks say it. And I get it, man, because yo, I'm an opinionated person my damn self. Look, the difference between me and Kevin Samuels is nothing. We just both dudes talking on the internet. The only thing I'm telling you off top, this is my opinions. Agree or disagree with it. But find your own way. And the truth is, well, Mr. Samuels and a lot of other folks like this have realized that we like watching people get exploited. 
How can we exploit people to make profits? And that's what this show is. And I take it for that. That's why a lot of folks watch Jerry Springer and Maury Povich. You are not the father. Oh! When you see him, man, talk about sex marketplace value, it's entertaining. No goddamn science behind it, but it's an entertaining thought. It's one man's opinion. Like, I'm not going to sit there and teach my kids this shit because one man thinks this is how you look at a relationship. No, but it's his right to think it. And it's your right to view it. All I'm saying is I'm not putting dude on a pedestal and taking this word as gospel. If you want to, cool. I'm not doing that. Now, a lot of y'all are going to shoot at me like y'all have about me in the homie Les Caliber series, Pimping versus Simping. Oh, DJ L. Spade, you are a hypocrite. You don't like relationship, bad, but you are here giving it. No, it's a difference, dude. And let me explain the difference to you. What me and Alex Hunter do is specifically non-binary, race-neutral points of views from us. We're just doing commentary on situations and giving our opinions. We're not out here saying, yo, this is the problem with people in the black community. But you have a right to have a problem with pimping versus sipping. Don't care. <laughs> Just like I don't care if you don't like that I don't like Kevin Samuels. And that's the Common Knowledge Podcast, updated weekly. Thank you guys for all the support. Peace.